welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves, like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast trio, Melissa, John, and Sue. Okay, it is the third week of February, and we are 23 weeks away from Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows, and this is Pottercast number 76, so that's all the numbers I can think of right now. 76ers. 76. Welcome. I'm Melissa. I'm here with John and Sue. We have yet another great show for you. This week we have all your Valentine's Day romance stories, your music, your filks, your emails, and we have a can of conundrums that's so much about love, except that it isn't. It's all about Grimald Plate. That has yes. nothing to do with each other. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do. We're, we're partially themed this week. And of course, before we do anything else, let's say hi from the lovely people at Borders. Today's Pottercast is brought to you by Borders. Do you believe Snape is a friend or foe? Show everyone where your loyalties lie. Reserve Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at Borders at 40% off and get a free sticker. Choose from Trust Snape or Snape is a very bad man. Click on the Borders banner at the top of Pottercast.com to reserve your book. Then pick up your sticker the next time you visit a Borders near you. I love it. I love it. Which one would you guys pick (laughs) up? He's a very bad man. (laughs) Very bad man. Actually, I, I think that he's tr- <laughs> he's trustworthy, but I love that he's a very bad man. Have, yeah. Have you seen those things? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I have to tell you, the good, good going border is doing something fun it for is us like that. On. Speaking of borders, we Uh-oh. have an announcement. Announcements, announcements, announcements. Well, since we announced last week that we were going to be going to London, um, we've been getting besieged with requests. Jeez, oh, out. Can you do a podcast? Can you do something at a, at a store, at a, at, a, at a park, at a club, at a, anything? Can we meet you on the street and do a podcast? You know, so um, we contacted Borders, our lovely friends at Borders, and they have agreed to give us some space on the Saturday of March 1st. No, March 3rd? March 3rd. Saturday, whatever Three. Saturday is that first Saturday of March. March 3. <laughs> we will be, and, and guess where? And this idea was all Sue's, and I have to give it to her. It's, it is at the borders on Charing Cross Road, which some of you might know is where Sweet. the Leaky Cauldron is. Is there really anything there <laughs> for the Leaky Cauldron? I don't know. I want to look around. You know, it'll be. We'll be bringing the Leaky Cauldron to the place where the actual Leaky is Cauldron that just is. Perfect. It's sort awesome. of. Sue, so we're gonna call you on Skype. Guys, I'm so I want to go. So I just I can't and. And I will do, I will squee from the great, across the great Atlantic Ocean. We will hear you. And you're being, you're just being a responsible person. And that's why. But we are going to call you, there's going to be Sue at this podcast. Don't worry about it. She'll be like my mom at the the first live podcast. (laughs) Hello. Hello, call you screaming to the phone. So anyway, yes, mark on your calendars. um, March 3rd, if you're going to be in and around around London, we're expecting it to be a lot calmer than our other live podcast. But do drop us an email if you're thinking of coming so that we get some general idea. Do that at staff at pottercast.com. Let us know you're coming, how many you are, and just how excited you are that the the pottercasters are doing a podcast in the UK. Um, In other live podcast news, Phoenix Rising, we will be in New Orleans at from May 17th to May 20th doing a live podcast on May, the night of May 17th. To go to it for free, you need to be registered at The Phoenix Rises. That, um, sorry, at Phoenix Rising. The website is The Phoenix Rises. 
Uh, the Whomping Willows Band and Drake One the Malfoys, members from them, will be playing at our podcast. Um, and I think that's all in the live podcast wow. arena this week. Yep. A couple other quick announcements. You can vote for us at Podcast Alley or dig us on dig.com. You can get those links in the show notes. And we also have two very special downloads for you this week. You can get your countdown for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and the Order of the Phoenix film all in one widget, all in one countdown. Just go to leakynews.com and we have all those links available Woo-hoo! for you now. Brought to you by Borders. Brought to you by Borders. Um, widgets are cool. So yeah, I like this widgets. So that's the big news for us for the week that we're going to be in in London, seeing some shows and doing a special, doing some special coverage. Yes, on it. Everybody over there should be on high alert for Pottercasters. All of you Potter folk in those shows, make sure you don't have any crazy ideas of not coming outside the stage door that night. That makes no that's, sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, well, I for one, I'm looking forward to having a little bit more of an intimate podcast. <laughs> You know, love the Muggle Boys as I do. I'm expecting kind of a uh, a quieter crowd <laughs> for us, you know. Um, but but I'm excited for it nonetheless. And it is the first live Potter podcast in the UK, so I'm excited about that. You know. Yeah, it might not be our our last though. No, 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 no. Hopefully, we'll have some in the summer for the for the the, the release of the movie. We have no idea what's happening for the release of the, of the book or if a podcast is possible. Um, so don't ask us yet. We have yes. no clue. We've been getting z- zillion emails. We don't know where the release is. We yeah. don't know about the podcast. Joe, we don't know. Right. We don't know if we'll be at whatever Joe's doing. We have I no idea. I it might be so in Arkansas. We'll... <laughs> Arkansas. They have a really big borders in Arkansas. We know where John will be. <laughs> so, just in case. Just okay, in case. Now. So anyway, March 3rd, get ready. Coming to the UK. Okay, let's let's go do the Sue's News, and we'll be back very shortly. Okay. Well, it's been quite the week for news, starting first and foremost, as we heard from our favorite author, who gave her thoughts on finishing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. In a lovely diary update on her website, J.K. Rowling wrote, quote, I always knew that Harry's story would end with the seventh book, but saying goodbye has been just as hard as I always knew it would be. Even while I'm mourning, though, I feel an incredible sense of achievement. I can hardly believe that I've finally written the ending I've been planning for so many years. I've never felt such a mixture of extreme emotions in my life. Never dreamed I could feel simultaneously heartbroken and euphoric. End quote. We also heard from Joe as some older, rare video of her speaking surfaced online, and it included some comments from her about Harry doing magic outside of school in Book 7, as well as a very funny comment on what this will mean for good old Dudley. And you can watch and download this video via our video galleries. And one final bit of book news now, there's been a few new in-depth interviews posted online recently with actor Dan Radcliffe as he prepares to begin preview of his play Equus this week in London. Dan recounted an interesting conversation he had with Joe while he was filming Order of the Phoenix, and they discussed book seven. Dan said, quote, Joe came down to the set at one point, and I said, oh, hello, why are you here today? And she said, oh, I just needed a break from the book. Dumbledore's giving me a lot of trouble. And I said, but isn't he dead? And she said, well, yeah, but it's more complex. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to ask anything else, end quote. Interesting, to say the least. 
Speaking of Dan Ratcliffe, there was also quite a bit of film-related news this week as Newsweek has posted some new set photos from the upcoming Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix film where we saw a new photo of Harry in Snape's potion class as well as ones of the Ministry of Magic set and Harry in the Mysterious Corridor. This feature, which is an interactive feature, also contained a new interview with set designer Stuart Craig. Mr. Craig noted he was currently at work designing sets for the sixth Harry Potter film, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, and is now making the Astronomy Tower, which of course is the setting for those pivotal and tragic scenes at the end of the book. While there has been no director announcement as of yet for the sixth film, Half-Blood Prince is set to begin production later this summer. Well, as we get closer to the July 13th release date for the Order of the Phoenix movie, we are starting to see a new batch of other images and new products tied into the movie, including new minibus statues from Gentle Giant. There's one really nice one of Luna Lovegood out now. We also saw a preview of some new action figures coming from NECA, including ones of Snape, Sirius Black, and Hagrid, as well as a bunch of new notebooks, some new stamps, new posters, and so much more. We have complete coverage of all the new products and new images, and you can find them in our galleries the largest collection of harry potter images on the net with over 105,000 photos wow so be sure to stop by the leaky galleries today well that was a great deal of news this week so a reminder for more information on all these items and all things harry potter you can always find it at leakynews.com which is updated continually guys thank you sue for that news and some great news jk rowling finally yes. comments about Deathly she Hallows. wrote so lovely didn't she i just man even my mother yeah. cried. <laughs> well, I cried a little is, bit. I know you did. But John. when she did that, I was also preparing dinner and cutting onions. No, just but she used that quote. She used she started off with a quote from Charles Dickens, which was just lovely. And I, you know, Joe's just such a class act. And I, I don't know. you think about that quote about how the characters feel gone from your head. And you know, we're all mourning the end of the series. But God, imagine what yeah. it's like for her. I. You know, I did. I kept thinking about to her all that day that we got that release. I did. I just kept thinking about her the whole time. And then mm. I read this and I'm just, I love her line. She goes, I've never felt such a mixture of extreme emotions in my life. Never dreamed I could feel simultaneously heartbroken and euphoric. And I think that's. And some oh, idiot God, in the Herald says that she's oh, relieved that it's done. Mm, mm. <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I shouldn't call names. I take it back. She's not an idiot. There's no calling of names, but it gets mm-hmm. me really riled. When they missed, she's not, she's not screaming in the streets going, yay, yay, I'm finally free of Harry Potter. She's relieved that she did it, that she accomplished it. That's a huge, huge. difference, you know? And when you take that out of context and use it for your own argument about how, I don't know, how you're yeah. the king of the world, then. But it was such a know. distortion of what Joe was writing there, you know? And, and then she tried to just say, to say that Dan Ratcliffe felt the same way. And, you know, that's just. We and this is important to both, and I know especially for me and Melissa, it's imp- is that is poor journalism, and that is not accurate, and and that's mm-hmm. why we post these things. I mean, you you said something yeah. in one of the comments, but we do this. That is wrong, and we're going to clarify that, and that's why that stuff gets posted. We don't we don't do it to yeah. attract attention. We don't want to give her whatever attention she's craving or whatever, if, whatever her reasons are. It's just you know. Uh, these people, these newspapers, they get they'll get they're going right. to get the attention anyway. They're not right. sitting there thinking. Oh, gee, if the leaky culture right. links to it. You know, that's not that's not it. And plenty of these articles get exactly. published everywhere in many other places that we don't link to. But the Herald is not an insignificant newspaper. And those are not insignificant mistruths. Yeah. So when she says that Dan Radcliffe has said something that he hasn't, that Joe has said something that she hasn't, who is going to correct her but the fans? And she deserves right. to be corrected, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why we post that That'd stuff. be something I would see worthy of her putting in, like, her trash bin. Yeah. 
on her website. Mm-hmm. Go for it. But sure. she shouldn't have to. No. Yeah. No, that's what we'll we're doing. Anyway. We'll take it on. <laughs> Protecting Jones. As infantile as we may okay. be, we can still manage to think about these things. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it does. It gets it gets me angry when people when people say things like, "Oh, why did you bother? You're yeah. just giving her attention." This is like, you know, she's going to get the attention. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't care whether she does or doesn't get attention. But at least now, some of the attention will be people saying, "Hey, check right. your facts. Don't just pull things out of your pocketbook and put them on the right. on the web." <laughs> Right. You know? Yeah. There was one other so. thing that she updated was about the, her announcement. I know we had talked about her announcement. And I thought this was cool that she just picked a date because, she, and, you know, she made the announcement, re, the actual one she posted on her site, very simple. It's because she was editing. There you go. I mean, there's no mysterious claim behind it. I just, I knew we'd hear from Joe and I was glad she. Well, but she also said something just that clarified the oh, way she feels about right. the, the whole editing process, that that this was the date that allowed the book to be edited. Pro- there was no other thing more important than getting the book out there right. correctly and then getting the best book possible out there, rushing for the, for the sentimental value of a 7777777 date. Right. Yeah. You know? So. It would be funny if it came out at like 7 p.m. at like 7. Now, actually, there's. No, that wouldn't work, would it? No, it wouldn't work. <laughs> At all. Though we found an old Descendium.com yes. that old video about yeah. Joe, of Joe. And you can tell if you if you study Joe, you can tell it's Goblet of Fire uh-huh. hair area. It's about, about the right. hairstyle she was wearing back then. And she spoke in a much more casual, flippant way. She did. She, it seemed, didn't she, she seemed lighter. I mean, like the, the pressure wasn't weighing on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, and she was funny, too, about Dudley. I got to say, that was my favorite line. <laughs> There's turning the other cheek and there's just being a moron. I love it. But this is the first time she's insinuated so strongly that the two things are connected. Harry can do magic outside school, which means Dudley will be in trouble. She's never, I mean, she's yeah. always sort of insinuated, but she's never said it so strongly that we can, pr- we can pretty much count on this as yeah. a plot point in, in book seven. Ooh, very cool. You know? Just, oh, I love it. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know if she'd have Harry screw with Dudley too much because... It's like, we don't want Harry to be a bully or anything. Well, but we know that Dudley's going to play in in some way because she spoke about us finding out what he saw, yeah. what Dudley saw when the Dementors I mean, approached. I guess I, that, that doesn't mean that Harry is going to necessarily use his magic to be mean to Dudley, but I mean, I, I could see him doing something like using his magic in a way to kind of tease him, but not necessarily hurt him. Like, uh... I mean, he he could even clean up the whole house with like a flick of his wand if if he knew how to do that, and that would probably terrorize him. But it wouldn't be anything mean. Well, but they would have to be there for quite a while for Harry to be able to use magic because he his birthday is July thirty right. first. So Ron and Hermione, on the other hand, yeah. are both of age. Yeah, maybe he does it to, well, go, to save he, with Dudley him. once again or something. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. I still think Voldemort's gonna. Show I still up think there. that the that the Dursleys are gonna get the axe. I think that mm-hmm. Voldemort will will come to the house looking for Harry on his birthday, thinking that the protection will be down, and Harry will already be at the at the Dursleys like maybe a few hours previously or something, and like all the Dursleys will die. Well, but what's the timeline here? Isn't he going directly back to the Dursleys right after school, which yeah. is like June? He's got to be there for two months. I doubt he's spending yeah, he's that got, much time the there. We-, we don't know what date the wedding is. So the wedding. Yeah, I mean, and then he's going to go on the Horcrux hunt. We don't know that. I mean, he could be off doing that in between. We don't know. God, she has so much to do in this book. Wow. Okay, well, 
other big news, big big Gigunda Order of the Phoenix. Those were beautiful. Those were really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they were on MSNBC Newsweek, uh, and they're interactive, so mm-hmm. which is fun for me because I like to go and just like click on them, and you can zoom in. And we saw three photos, including one of Harry sitting in Snape's potion class. Did y'all see that? And I went in there and I was like zooming in. And mm-hmm. I was trying to look at those bottles. Did y'all see those bottles? Well, he was in the potion oh. room. But it looked like he was woken yeah. up in the middle of the night. And I think that that's when he has the the oh. vision of Arthur. Oh. The snake vision. Hmm. Yeah, because there was another one of him like in the corridor. They said it looked like the corridors. Was that, did, I don't know, is that part of... That looks like yeah. Yeah, the that's, ministry. That's all in the know? ministry there. Yeah. But the the fountain, yes. we finally saw yes, the fountain. Yes, you could see it. It was beautifully. It perfect. Wow. It looks perfect. Golden. Did you all did you all see that? Or, I mean, I don't know what you can say and stuff. I read in the comments. We stood in the people corridor. People were saying that they they didn't see the goblin or something. Well, part of it looked looked oh, like it yeah. was obstructed. Yeah, just from the view. You know, yeah. I think they would have gotten it right. Beautiful. Um, we did. We stood in the corridor. Was it just there. huge? Because it just looks gig enormous. I mean, you know, just looks <laughs> freaking. It is the largest set yeah, they've ever that's, done. That's what they said, wasn't it? It's the biggest. Yeah. That they've put in there. Well, because they never said it specifically, but they they showed us that th- that's where the chamber of one leg of it is where the chamber of secrets uh, used to be, and that was the previous bigger set, and that's only one leg of wow. that set. It, it veers off at the end of it, so it's definitely the. And largest. they're going to extend it too with the the CGI and stuff to make it look even longer and bigger and crazy and like it extends up into infinity yeah which is funny because it's underground yeah. so we know there's can't be infinity <laughs> up ahead no it can with magic it's yeah, awesome i suppose all the different Great. floors magic is cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> magic. and magic. we saw one other one other new photo too which i thought was i was most gleeful about because we saw our friend matt lewis who we just love and he had the stink oh. sap plant there was the Mimbleus Mimbletonia. Remember we asked him about that on and when he was here and he said he couldn't answer and there he was. Yeah. Well, his answer to you with that question was things are, uh, they've gotten, yes. they've put a lot of things in, which was yes. sort of a semi, yes, <laughs> you know. It's cute, but he's, he's got really that, that poor yeah. hair again, man. I was looking at that and I'm like, dude. <laughs> I know. He must be so excited <laughs> that that's done for a while. It's <laughs> so cool though. Just... So why don't we go and hear from all our love, love stories? Do our canning conundrums about where there's no Grim love, place. Grim old. no love there, no love I at bet all. There and was. we will see you. Well, it's about the Grim old place and what's going to happen to it in, in book seven. So we'll see you guys at the end. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. The door of the Gryffindor common room flung open so hard that it made all those who were there turn their heads to see who had entered in such a manner. Well, you have ruined Valentine's Day, Ron, yelled Hermione madly as she made her way towards the girls' dormitory, tears falling from her face. Just as I started to think you had half a brain in your thick head, you do this to me. Ron, who had followed her to the common room, stood there without saying a word, as Hermione stumped up the stairs, slamming a door behind her. At that moment, Harry and Ginny came into the common room, and Harry, seeing his friend standing there with the sorriest look in his face, asked, What happened? Well, Hermione's mad at me, mumbled Ron with sorrow in his voice. I think, I think I ruined Valentine's Day for her. Oh, Ron, sighed Ginny, what did you do this time? 
Well, I bought her a box of chocolates, and I placed them in her seat in the great hall, but she didn't like them, and Ron trailed off, looking glumly at his shoes. And what? demanded Jeannie, looking both annoyed and confused, but sympathy in her eyes. And she, well, spluttered Ron, flushing slightly. She sat on top of them and stained her new robes. Lavender was hysterical. Hermie probably wouldn't have been so upset if everyone wasn't, you know, laughing. Don't call her Hermie, snapped Ginny, firing up. I've told you a thousand times, she hates it. And if that wasn't enough, Ron continued, oblivious to Ginny's retort. I expect to send her flowers, but the ruddy out dropped them on her head. When no one said or did anything more, Ron went on, half whispering. But the thing that really got her upset was when she opened the third gift, a hairbrush. She just got so angry that she didn't give me a chance to tell her that it was for. For a moment, Ron seemed unable to go on. His eyes were precariously glassy, on the verge of tears. It was for Crookshanks.
Valentine's are thanks to Lucy, or Lucy brandishing a wand on the lounge. Dearest Albus, Hello, my love. You left your red snitch socks on the line again. Sorry, I should have reminded you to pack them. How are things at school? You expressed that the riddle boy concerned you. You said he never smiles. How sad. The most amusing thing happened on Tuesday. I went into the village shop and they were advertising a St. Valentine's Day celebration, commencing on Thursday the 14th. How odd. It must be a muggle thing. Do you know a St. Valentine? Perhaps we can invite him round for dinner. Anyway, the shop was selling muggle chocolate in the shape of hots. I know how much you enjoy muggle confectionery. I have sent a box with Artemis. All my love, Mrs. Dumbledore. Hermione, I'm not really sure how to write poetry, but I found this book in the attic on it. And, well, I tried. Hermione, from year one, when this begun... You have always been there, correcting our essays. We spent the days at the borough playing Quidditch. You made it fun. Words can't say, you amaze me every day. How can so many books fit in one mind? You're one of a kind, and I think I love you, Hermione. You told me to stay far behind What's going on in your mind? I know that you're pretty and tough, but deaths of loved ones I've had enough. Babe, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. They tell you love will pass all. Don't you know it's me who catch you when you fall? I guess that's so. Now you're by my side. Not just a pincer for me to confide. Babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. My patron is will appear stronger than ever when you are near and when a 
Professor Lupin, how could I, though mocked I be, deny the love I have for thee? How can I, a simple maid, refuse to give thee aught but aid? Thy sad expression stirs in me a sense of deepest sympathy. Be not sad, I have no fear. Thy merit e'er shall be endear. And those who mock shall repentant be when thy moustache gives way to thy beauty. Then shall I, with quiet scorn, return those insults lately borne. Until that time, whene'er it be, I have no shame nor vanity. I'll love thee with a love sublime. I am not yours, but thou art mine. We received this email from Lucy. A Harry Potter-related love story. When I was in the equivalent of your four at Hogwarts, there was a boy who was in one of the rival houses. He looked exactly like Draco Malfoy and acted like it too. He would tease me about my size and smarts rather than my blood, but the gist was just the same. I used lots of quotes from the book and eventually took the Hermione route and slapped him. He said something about Potter and we realized our common interest. We are now engaged and due to be married in July, the 31st in fact. Addressed Antique 25, Isle of Skye. Stranded Privet Drive Looking a fool What will I say One day to you Jenny Can't you see I'm in misery We had to stop Now we're apart There's nothing left for I have flown alone To sit and wonder why I, I, oh, I left you Jenny 
didn't mean to hurt you, but maybe I thought it was the best thing to do. Now I see I'm helpless without you. This is a love story sent to us by Deanna. She says, When my husband and I got married last July, the only thing he knew about Harry Potter was that I was a big fan. But after we watched the second movie, he started to get interested. Now one of the sweetest times of our day is as we sit in bed each night and I read a chapter or two out loud. We're in the middle of Goblet of Fire, and sharing the books with each other has added a touch of romance to our relationship, as my husband constantly makes little references to something in the Potterverse that no one around us gets. It's created a little secret world for the two of us to enjoy, and now I have someone just as eager as I am for the Order of the Phoenix movie, which opens on his birthday, and Deathly Hallows. Quidditch pitch or vinyl lay I 
for your swinging dresses But nobody guesses How you tear me apart Whether in charms class Or up in the common room While flying your broom You've gone and bludgeoned my heart We receive this email from Laura. She writes, Dear Trio, I am sure that many Harry Potter fans have great stories about meeting their loved one thanks to the Harry Potter books. My story is a tiny bit different. How to meet the parents thanks to the Harry Potter books. I am French and my boyfriend, now my husband, American. We had planned a trip to France in order for him to meet my family. The problem was that my family does not speak a word of English and I wanted them to be able to communicate without me translating, which can be really draining. My boyfriend had traveled many times to Europe and to France, but he had never spent the time to learn French. The trip to France was nearing, and his progress was disappointing. We are both Harry Potter fans, but at the time, my boyfriend had not yet read the sixth book. One day, joking, I suggested that he should read the book in French, since I had brought it with me. At my great surprise, he accepted We sat every night and read a few pages in French. My boyfriend's progress was impressive, and by the time we went to France, he was able to understand pretty well and to cope with the speaking part. We both love the show. Cheers.
Mudbloods. Howl. Zigzag. Crucio. Wormtail. And now, six convicted Death Eaters of Azkaban Prison in their rendition of the Azkaban Tango. Howl. Zigzag. Crucio. Wormtail. Potter. Mudbloods. 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 Howl. Zigzag. Crucio. Wormtail. He had it coming. People have these little habits that get you down. Like me. I have the most annoying tick. But you know who annoys even me? Potter. Always trying to be the hero. Always trying to outdo our side. So I drank some Polyjuice Potion. Posed as one of his teachers. And placed his name in the Goblet of Fire. And guess whose name flew out of the goblet? Potter. I played like I was helping him and hoped he wouldn't survive to the final round. But he did. So I created a portkey seeing him in that unfortunate diggery boy into a graveyard. Straight to the Dark Lord. He had it coming. He had it coming. He only had himself to blame. If you'd have been there, if you'd have heard it, I bet you you would have done the same. I met Albus Dumbledore, the great and powerful headmaster of Hogwarts, years ago, and I despised him right away. He and his staff had always been sickeningly kind to those filthy mudbloods. My only solace at Hogwarts was Severus Snape, head of the Slytherin house and former Death Eater. So I concocted a plan with the Dark Lord to have my son take the old man's life. He'd never see it coming. A student used a killing curse on the headmaster. Of course, my son couldn't bring honor to us purebloods by actually completing the task, as usual. But Severus could. You know, the old man just had to trust a Death Eater. He had it coming, he had it coming, he cared So I'm standing in the halls of Hogwarts, blood, blood. starving for human blood. And it wasn't even a full moon. In storms, those bumbling gets in the order. Among them, some tall, ponytailed redhead. Red. Like the color of creamy, succulent blood. And then his face ran into my teeth. His face ran into my teeth ten times. If you'd have been there, if you'd have seen it, I bet you would have done the same. Ich zavod Gideon i Fabian Pruitt, ani bojili kriaznik for pridatilaj. Jesli u minja bojil slučaj, ih ja bojil bil. 
Ну, у меня был случай. Я тоже их убил моим специальным проклятием. Это проклятие пурпурной зигзаг. Да, Игорь Каркаров. My husband Rodolphus and I went out one night for a bit of fun. My brother-in-law Ravistan and Bardier came with us. Now, for most nights like this, we cast a number of delightful spells. Blasting, babbling, imperious, body bond, impediment, leg lock, a reductor, avada cadaver, one right after the other. So this one night, we're outside some Orr's house, the Longbottoms. The four of us looking at torture, have a few laughs. We thought they might give us a little hint as to the whereabouts of our beloved Dark Lord. So we walk up, blast open the door, and there's Frank and Alice about to experience my personal favorite, Crucio. Well, they were in such a state of pain, moaning and writhing all over the floor. It wasn't until later when I met their joke of a son that I regretted not leaving them dead. They had it coming. They had it coming. They had it coming. They had it coming. Could you tell me that I was wrong? They had it coming. 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 They had He was a dirty rat in more ways than one. They say after he met me that night, all that was left of him was a finger. But when I get him this time, he'll have more than losing a finger to worry about. I guess you could say after I get out, we'll all view him the same. Because I see him as alive. But they see him dead. The dirty scum, 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 scum. The dirty scum, 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 scum. They had it coming. Had to trust a Death Eater. Ten times my purse will all view him the same. Potter. Mudbloods. Howl. Zigzag. Crucio. Wormtail. Now it's time for Canon Conundrums. Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon. Who could possibly figure that out? It's time for a Canon Conundrum 76. 76. That's like the fourth quadrant there of the first one. Seriously, we are we are almost octogenarians. I know. Ooh. 25 episodes <laughs> left know. until we're done. No, like that's not. <laughs> and the panic strikes again. Thanks a lot, yeah. We hit our 100th episode the week after the book comes out, so Dude. how many more conundrums are Dude. there going to be after the book comes out? No. Then it's all going to oh. be According like, to Joe, there's going to be plenty. Joe said there would. Plenty for us to go over and over. 
That's I hope true. there's not. That'd be, that would drive me crazy. No, I bet you... We'll never know. That's why we need the encyclopedia, babe. Come on. Well, okay, I guess if that wraps things up, then that's okay. But I don't want to like go through life not knowing a conundrum. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't ever be able to live a full and happy life. <laughs> well, that, I'm Joe? sure Joe is not going to do that to you, John. <laughs> you want to ruin yeah. my life, Joe? She wouldn't do Don't that. leave any conundrums after the encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Oh, that book better be huge. Okay. <laughs> well, which one are we knocking out tonight, though? All right. We're going to solve a conundrum. How will number 12 Grimald Place be used in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows? Hmm. Mm. So not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I suppose it's possible. I thought it collapsed. Collapsed. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It does play. collapse, John. It collapses like it collapses like an inflatable pool, that place. Oh, that it kind does. of collapse. Yeah. yeah. That kind of collapsing. So Dumbledore's dead. <laughs> Dumbledore <laughs> we is dead. Well, this goes back it goes back to the question of what happens when yeah. the person holding a secret dies. Dumbledore right. died. What happens to the secret of where is the the secret is the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix is at 12 Grimold Place, London. Right. Yeah. Um, my question is, can't they skirt around this by changing their their headquarters? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. And I don't know. I couldn't figure out like what it was that was actually hiding the place. Was it the, the Fidelius secret that Dumbledore had or was it just that they made it unplottable? Because hmm. the secret seems to be more about where the Order was staying. Right. I, I I thought I remember reading something about how they they also chose that location because of uh, how many other steps the Black family took to uh, make that place, you know, unplottable and unfindable right. and everything else. Right. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of enchantments on it, and I yeah. think I was just reading actually um, right before we started. It sounded like Dumbledore said that at least the unplottable part that they did that unless i misinterpreted what he was saying yeah i mean it sounds like the thing the thing that people can't find out the thing that is protected is that that's where headquarters is yeah, yeah. If you took that off that house would still be just as hard to find right? sure yeah so i wonder if it if it makes a difference but the reason like i don't know because there's this theory and there was a really interesting essay on scribulus about how dumbledore sort of you know deliberately but subtly like so it, you know, no one might have realized what he was doing. Let the Dursleys know where gave them the address and the fact that it was the headquarters, the Order of the Phoenix. I don't know, for some reason, so that they'd be able to go there or find it or something is what people have said. And what I kind of think that, that might be the case too. But then if it's if it's just a matter of, well, the house, you can't find it because it's unplottable, then why did he need to do that? Or is that just a red herring? Maybe, Maybe so that if Harry needs to get them in there, they can see it. Right. But couldn't he just bring them there? Like, do they need to... That's what I don't understand about this thing, because he seems to imply that Bellatrix, like, wouldn't be able to just show up unless the enchantments went away after Sirius died. But it right. it, it seems to be more about the fact that it's unplottable, not that he's kept the secret for this. But wasn't Harry standing outside the house and didn't see anything, and then when he read the note, then he could see it? Yeah. It was... It, yeah, it, that's he, true. He couldn't see it until he knew the secret. So it is. It does seem like it's it's that specific secret that let him yeah. see it. Yeah. So I don't because being unplottable doesn't mean invisible. Hogwarts is unplottable, but if you walk up to Hogwarts and you're a magical person, yeah. you right. you know you still see the castle. If you walk up to Hogwarts and you're not a magical person, you see an old abandoned you know whatever. But that has more to do with the other charms on Hogwarts, right? 
Right. Or is that the implodableness? The implodableness is that it's not on a map. This one thing that, that he says, and I found it now in Half-Blood Prince, when in the third chapter when Dumbledore is visiting Privet Drive, and he says, uh, we do not know whether the enchantments we ourselves have placed upon it, for example, making it unplottable, will hold now that the ownership has passed from Sirius's hands. It might be that Bellatrix will arrive on the doorstep at any moment. I guess he's not, you know, you can kind of interpret that, that she would be able to arrive if the other enchantments, like which might include the Fidelius, didn't hold, but I don't know. It seems like, I, I guess when I read that just, you know, just now, it, it seemed like he was saying that it was the implodable enchantment that Keeping kept, it kept secret, her from showing yeah. up. Well, why do you think that Fidelius, um, if, the, if the secret is, you know, this location is going to be the headquarters, does he put that charm on the house? Does he put the charm on Sirius because... Sirius is the owner of the house. Mm-hmm. Or the I mean, how does how does it even work? I don't That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I tend to think it's on the secret, but in this case, it really, you know, from the examples we've seen, it seems like it's really on. Like it has to do with the actual house, like whether or not someone can find it. Yeah, and know where it is. That's my impression, anyway. From like what Melissa, I think, was saying, you know, about how he couldn't see it until he read the note, and then it you know, thinking about the location, then it sort of just appeared out of wizard air or whatever, yeah. sort of magic space. Can I say this? And and this will be just me being a killjoy again. But so personally, I think the bigger, broader question, more important to me is why is this such an important thing in the next book? Because to me, I don't think that they, they're going to need a headquarters. I mean, to, to mm. quote it, I mean, open war is there. There's no no need for the order to hide out anymore, you know. Where are they, they going to eat? Well, but they would. They need to hide. I mean, why? You never tell your enemy where your headquarters are because they can just bomb it. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I sort of agree with. So I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. Right. Harry's off doing whatever he's doing, and I think that um, right. it'll still be. But it, it'll still be existent. The order will still gather there. You just don't. You you aren't in the open about it because. You know why? Why well, show it off? But, You're gonna get killed. Yeah, but I guess I guess what I'm saying is that I feel that that the order will be if they have to be more secretive, will be more using like guerrilla style because they'll have to be. I think they'll be like I think it'll be Moody and Lupin that'll mm-hmm. be taking over, and they'll be doing like more secret things, and they'll be working more with the Ministry because they have to go out. So I really don't see like a need for a secret order headquarters anymore. I guess maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. but but then but then the the problem is. I think that Harry will go back because I think he needs to go back for, and this takes us off on another tangent, is that Mr. The Locket. The locket. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, go through his papers. So, I don't know. I, I mean, you're probably right that they're not just going to be hanging out there and plotting and, yeah. you know, sort of the way they were in yeah. Order of the Phoenix. And I don't even know, like, if people were doing anything there in half Blood yeah. Prince or not. But I don't know. It seems like it could be very useful to Harry if he needs a place that's safe. I mean, oh, like safe the only person who is possibly, you know, there might be someone who's bad that we just aren't aware of. But, like, Snape is really the only mm-hmm. person, like, who who can get, get in there who might be dangerous to him. Mm-hmm. But he can't tell anyone else. You know, if Harry needs to keep himself safe or something safe. Right. But that's the thing. Now with the chance that Bellatrix is going to show up on the doorstep, doorstep. Now with everybody doubting Snape, who is going to base their operations there? Right. Honestly, well, they, I think they 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 established in the beginning, like when when the Dumbledore brought Creature in. My impression was that when Harry was able to command Creature, that they felt pretty sure that Bellatrix wouldn't be able to 
you know, that everything that、yeah. their enchantments were holding. Mm. It's just so shady, you know. Yeah. And yeah, Snape can't share the secret, but he could still walk into the place. Right. Like、That's、he、right. could go there,、yeah. you know. So I guess then they would have to have enough, I don't know, protection that if Snape tried to come in by himself, that they could defeat him. Yeah. But can I share my little theory that I've been cooking since I first read the books? I always felt like Harry goes back to Privet Drive,、um, and right? There's this protection, blah blah blah. And I always felt like in the beginning of book seven, Voldemort would break through it because Harry's turned seventeen. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And That protection is invalid. I just, I just feel like if this is where this is leading, that maybe, that maybe Harry has to protect the Dursleys in some way and gets them to gets them there, gets them to a safe、yeah. house, uses flu powder, apparates, whatever he does, and gets them there, and that's where he's reminded of the locket. Yeah,、oh. you know. So you think it's more like、uh, kind of a means to an end. Yeah, yeah, like a a step on his journey of finding a Horcrux. You think he's going to save the Dursleys and take them to Grimmauld Place? Well. Possibly, you could take、I、them think anywhere. I think that's a good possibility. You know what? Voldemort. He knows Voldemort can't get into it. Well, what if? What if that's, that's what like Petunia knows? What if she knows more、mm-hmm. about that already? You know, like if because she know that I don't know for some reason. I that's a great theory though that they have to go there. And I was just thinking, what about it? Because all those things that we know, there's more to Petunia. Yeah.、And、what if she knew something about? Something that was hidden there, or the the paper, or some information. Like John, I think one of your theories that that. Petunia knew about it. What if it was she knew it was hidden at Grimmauld Place? One of the Horcruxes, yeah, or something. I don't know, but that's kind of cool、mm. that the Dursleys would have to go there. And it's、cool. such like it's a, you know this kind of beautiful like reversal of you know book one. It would. They're taking Harry in, and then book seven. Okay, now they're at his mercy. He's the one with the house, and he's the one offering them protection. I just say that. Somebody does magic late in life in a desperate circumstance, and、mm. I always thought that would be with the Dursleys somehow. It'd be、yeah. awesome if Vernon had to go in by flu powder, man. He show fly now. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, who did she say that it wouldn't be? Didn't she say both Petunia? And- she said it's not Petunia. I think she said Vernon was beyond hope. Yeah, and, and that I think she Dudley is the other two. Well, no, she said、oh. that Dudley is exactly what he seems to be. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that late in life、okay. he can't pull a little magic. If his life is at stake, I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna find out what he saw when the Dementor approached, right? Yeah,、uh, I yeah. hope so. I can't.、Remember. Wouldn't that、uh, that imply that he's presented with another dangerous situation? That it,、Ooh. you know, that he's gonna be a key player in at least one scene in this book. Hmm.、Mm. Maybe what he saw is gonna happen. Yeah. Oh,、well, I don't know much about the、uh, Vernon, but、uh, I'm I'm curious about the wording of the note that.、Mm-hmm. Harry was given to find the Grimmauld Place. If that was, if that means that that exactly was the the secret word for word that the headquarters is at this place, and I mean, does that mean that anybody looking for the headquarters can't find it unless they know the secret? Or what if they were just looking for where Harry lived? Yeah, or where Sirius lived,、question. and they're not necessarily looking for the headquarters. Like I don't know. I mean, to because that kind of gets to the question of now that the secret keeper Dumbledore is dead, no one else can be told of the secret. You know,、mm-hmm. this kind of mysterious and very like binding Fidelius charm. Does that go away?、Mm-hmm. And then, I always thought they they attached other charms to the Fidelius charm, so that it was that this house that's under the Fidelius, you also can't see it until you've been told the secret, and that's a separate thing. You know,、uh-huh. that, that was just my idea of it. I don't know. That could be. Yeah, it's very mysterious.、Wrong. It seems like the more you think about it, the more sort of contradictions、uh-huh. it holds. Well, think about the Potter's secret. 
the the Potter's yeah. secret was the Potters are hiding at in the house in yeah. Toddler, wherever they, you know wherever they were. And the quote was Voldemort could be outside the door and they wouldn't know it, meaning that the house would still be visible. I think it, yeah. Then they would say like he could be looking in the window and just wouldn't see them or something. Right. Right. So I guess that that wasn't so much about hiding the house; it was hiding the people. Yeah. But the secret doesn't hide the house. The secret hides the information that that's the headquarters. Yeah. The secret the secret doesn't let you know that the importance of that house. Yeah. So then, so what again? Like, what's with the? Why is it like appear out of nowhere only when Harry sort of meditates on the note? Because Dumbledore did it. <laughs> yeah. And Dumbledore does yeah. these things. Awesome. I mean, you yeah. gotta assume that we're dealing with very complicated spells here that aren't just gonna be a swish and flick yeah. to do these things. I mean, the Fidelius charm and the other protections could take minutes of continual wand movements and enchantment after incantation mm-hmm. and linking things together in a way that makes them dependent on each other. Well, that's interesting if like the there are these other enchantments are sort of bound up in this Fidelius charm, then what happens if the Fidelius charm goes away? You know, if the whatever yeah. its secret is protecting is no longer the chain. true or whatever or no longer, you know, is a secret to be protected. Yeah. There's like a, a, hi- a hierarchy to uh to the spells in mm-hmm. this in this protection chain and you you break the link and it, does it all fall apart or what remains and what has yeah. to be fixed another thing i wondered about and i saw people asking this question too in a thread um i think it was an older thread is when when creature goes and tells whoever it was one of the black sisters you know like he couldn't divulge like exact information like the Order of the Phoenix is hiding in the Black House because obviously they would have already known where it was. Yeah. But, you know, he was able to tell them some things. But, like, what does the magic, like, take over their brain and, like, keep them from putting two and two together? Well, I thought like, the creature's situation was that he was a house elf and couldn't really betray Sirius outright. Because do you think they told Creature where the headquarters was? They gave him the note, too, to say, this is headquarters, this oh, is where you're good. at? But he well, I don't know. Been. He's he'd been bound to that house. He yeah. couldn't really leave it yeah. until until Sirius gave him the order to get out. So it's not like he had to go find it. He was there. Yeah, yeah. sure. And I mean, but even like whether I guess whether or not he was even aware of the secret himself. Like, where is creature going to come from? But the black house. And if he's got information about the order, you know, or I guess he didn't pass. What did he pass on? Just stuff about how Sirius and Harry's relationship. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's not well, because he does. He could be doing everything he's doing in there and existing as we've seen him to exist, mm-hmm. and also not know that that's that. Not technically know that right. that's the headquarters yeah. of the Order of the Phoenix. He could just observe activity and whatever, but not have that information because it's bound yeah. by the the fidelity. That's what's so mysterious about that charm. It's like, yeah, it seems like it can, you know, it doesn't just stop people from physically divulging information, but it kind of stops people from knowing it in any possible way. It's just a very tricky spell because it's like, what if it's something that other people already know? Yeah, what is it? Like, do then? like I read a, I read a, um, a story about um, it had Harry and Ron and Hermione and Ginny at Grimmauld Place, and Harry was playing a prank on Ron, and he and he cast a Fidelius charm to hide all the bathrooms because Harry can obviously do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah just with, with a flick. <laughs> well, it was you know one of the ultra yeah. ultra power Harry picks. Uh-huh. But he hit the bathrooms <laughs> with the Fidelius charm, and Ron kept looking all around the house. So he couldn't find the bathrooms. But obviously, at you. one point, Ron knew where the bathrooms were. So if you cast yeah. a spell 
Aphidelius that tells a secret does everybody else not in the know automatically forget that knowledge and if right. that's true then how really darn powerful is that spell I mean you could say Ginny has red hair that's the secret and everybody <laughs> yeah. else who doesn't know what, are they not seeing any of Ginny's hair do they look purple to them or I'm, wow. it's just it's very Isn't there must the, be restrictions to this yeah I thought that it was described as a, a fairly complex charm it's not just mm-hmm. something that everyone just goes around and whips do you know out, what that you reminds know? me of I don't know if you guys are fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer but um oh I am in well, in season five, there's this this god that apparently, if you if you see her transform from a human to a god, you automatically forget. Yeah. And so it was this very very funny scene where where what one of the characters did see it and could remember, and nobody else could. Ugh. And they were saying, "So so Glory transformed," and he said, "Yes." And then they would go, "So you mean she transformed?" <laughs> and he'd be like, "And then the next second right. they forgot it." So that's you know that's reminds yeah. me of yeah. what what John's saying. Like, so Ginny has. Hair, right? Red, yeah. red hair. I don't know. It's just funny. I got that funny visual. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I could just see it being like you know people would say, "What, what color is Ginny's hair?" Oh, you know what color it is. Well, just tell yeah, me. Right. Like, uh, oh, quit asking me. Amber, like, yeah. You know. Yeah. They wouldn't even really realize like that there was some like gap in their knowledge, but they wouldn't be yeah. able to like actually yeah. say it. Hmm. I mean, you could get All someone right. to forget their own name if you say that their name's a secret. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, but that's another thing. It ha- doesn't it have to be your secret. So if it's my name, yeah, I how guess can it would I- have to. Because otherwise, you know? they could like just make Voldemort forget everything. <laughs> I know. Why is exactly. it right there? <laughs> exactly. For Voldemort, it's a big secret that you love mudbloods and muggles and everything else. Uh huh. <laughs> well, it must okay, be then it, something it like has, yeah, what you said, it, Melissa. That right? Because think about like the Potters are going into hiding, right? They're not going to tell anybody. Hey, we're going to hide- hiding in Godric's Hollow. They're just going to. Go into hiding, tell nobody, right. do the Fidelius charm, so now only they and their secret keeper knows. But people who knew before that, I would imagine, would still know. Why couldn't Lily or James have been the secret keeper and they could have told no one? Like, then, like, there's no risk at all. Exactly. Um, then they couldn't see each other, right? Well, I mean... Well, they tell each other. Yeah, they the... tell each other, but... Uh, I guess. What about Harry? Yeah. I'd have to tell uh, Harry and make him understand. No, he was just a baby. It didn't matter. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, how did Harry even know where he was that whole time? <laughs> no one told Harry the secret. See, these are he one of the like, questions that I think Joe is saying you guys are not going to know. I'm, I'm asking her that question. I'm going to uh-huh. be like, yeah. how did baby Harry know where his parents were if he, no one could tell him what the secret uh, was? Uh-huh. The Fidelius charm? I like to see She'll her be like, face. Um, I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, like but here's, here's the question. It's it's the, the charm is the containment of a secret inside a living soul. Mm-hmm. If other people know, it's not. It's hardly a secret, is it? Yeah, so does it not, have yeah. to be described? Has to technically be a secret? Mm-hmm. So before you do hair color charm. or bathrooms would not be a secret. Be not a secret. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's it's much like many of the things we discuss here on yeah. Yeah. Can and Andrew. <laughs> I think, well, uh, we're probably we stretching a, the concept like yeah, so. kind of beyond its what it's really i don't know i want a week with joe to just hammer out all these questions yeah. everything sure. every last thing all right all right well i think it's time to wrap it up yeah i mean the original question was about the house but the fidelius stuff was kind of more interesting in the end i think so what mm-hmm. what do we think will happen with the house if anything will it have a useful role for any of the characters i think harry will pass through it at some point mm-hmm. and it will yeah. help him remember that the locket was found there I don't think that that will be the order headquarters anymore. 
Um, he'll grab his locket, obviously, but I think the Order headquarters will be moved into the Chamber of Secrets. Or somewhere else in Hogwarts, and then, uh... The Chamber? Yeah, the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Harry can Remember open Remember how hard it was to get down there, John? He'll leave a door open. He'll keep a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> and you need Fox to get out. <laughs> well, that was just one way to get out. You can, like the Hotel you can, California. Once you come in, you can never leave. <laughs> he can install one of the spiral steps like Dumbledore's office, and it'll take, like, ten minutes to spiral up to the top. Uh-huh. Okay. But it's doable. Okay. I I I do not think that the house will play any significant role in the last book. I think that Aww. I think that it will still be <laughs> safe. I, I don't I mean despite what we talked about it not maybe not being the order's headquarters anymore. I don't know if what happens to that secret, but I think that it will be a safe place that Harry will bring the Dursleys to and it will be beautiful and symmetrical and ironic and everything mm-hmm. else and that there may be some greater good that's served besides just saving these creeps because they don't deserve to die maybe they'll you know actually Ooh. provide him with something you know valuable i don't know but anyway yeah i think that if nothing else i think that's going to happen i think that they're oh. going to have a joint wedding reception for harry and jenny and hermione and ron's weddings <laughs> in a criminal place cool they're going to have pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's working the griddle, John? Is that going to be you? They're going to come on in and they're just... Charlie uh-huh. Charlie Weasley makes the best pancakes uh-huh. of the family. Uh-huh. Of course. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all. Sometimes. Except Sometimes. him. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Conundrum... Done. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Alrighty. Bye. And we're back. Yay! <laughs> we made it after that <laughs> conundrum. We hopped the fence. That was a hard conundrum. We hopped the fence to yeah. wrap up land. That was a hard conundrum yeah. for some of us. <laughs> it wasn't an easy conundrum. None of them are easy. No, that's why they're conundrums. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd be. Oh, by the way, do you know? Do you know what, John? No, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> They're not a conundrum. Oh. They're just a, a, by the way, <laughs> do you know question. <laughs> you faked this out. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you yes. think I cut out? I, yes. <laughs> Did you want me to end quotation there? <laughs> I was making the quotation fingers. I'm you just checking my them. Skype to see if you're, if you're still connected. <laughs> I'm thinking, how can you cut out at that exact moment? Oh, by the way. <laughs> No. Oh, that you had some that's juicy a big, scoop That's for a us. dramatic Pottercast pause we just had there, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> you disappoint, John Noe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sad pandies. So, so a couple of weeks we'll be in London. So, so we're I, miss I'm you. more bummed than you can know. <clears throat> but think about what it's going to clear up for for the rest of the year, and how much Sue we're going to have for the rest of the year. We're going to have more Sue than we know what to do with. Sick at me. That's impossible. It's going to be Sue. Sue. Crazy townness city. March March third at Charing Cross Road. I'm excited to be at Charing Cross Road. I've never gone and like looked for the corner where the leaky cauldron might be. I've never See, done I that. I just think it would be so much fun. You could get an umbrella out and like go tap on the wall because I would at least you know. And be like, <laughs> so cool. So well, Sue. I would bring a pink umbrella all around London with me. Well, Sue found out that there was a Borders near there. She's just freaked out. It's it magic, perfect, baby. So. It's meant to be. We investigated. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a little bit more of a cozy podcast. I'm excited. Let us know. Staff at podcast.com if you're if you're coming on out. We'll have lots of um Punch in, and Pie. Punch 
punching pie and or not yes. and stuff about the shows we've seen uh-huh. and we'll talk some Deathly Hallows and it'll be very cozy. Yes. I just had this image Yay. of you, sorry, of John with the pink umbrella in London singing Chim Chimini 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 Chim Chim. Chim. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Chimini Chim Chim. Go do that by himself. <laughs> oh. My pink umbrella yeah, comes in a drink, too, okay? but that's so awesome. But Maybe after a couple of them. But I'm bum. I didn't yes, say how right, big the pink umbrella go. was. Okay. I could just put it behind my ear and call it a day. So, also, we have our blog challenge. This week, our blog challenge was we wanted you to talk about how you're going to read Deathly Hallows, how fast. Um, yes. We've done the searches, and da-da-da, we have a winner that John We have a picked. winner. The winner is Skillet9886 at, live, at LiveJournal.com. Shall we read how she'll be reading the book? I think so. Um, well, it's like an essay. Well, pick a part. But, uh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's try this. Deathly Hallows is certainly going to be a, a memorable release. February 1st was one of the craziest days ever. I woke up to my friend Kim's I am telling me that the release day was 7-2107. I was very close to IMing her back, telling her she was incorrect, that they still hadn't announced a release date, that the bookstores were making up all kinds of dates. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Basically, the old PC blog challenge. But just to be safe, I thought I'd check Leaky. Sure enough, she was right, but I had to see it on Joe's site first. So I didn't even look at the article on Lake yet. I just went to Joe's site and saw for myself, kind of like with the title. So after I lowered my blood pressure, I complained in my reading group about how soon the book was coming out. I packed up my things and went to class. Then when I got back, I checked my email and found out I had been accepted into my study abroad program in Australia. <laughs> and my, my first thought was excitement about how cool it's going to be in Australia. But then I remember that the program was June 17th to June 30th, and I freaked out. I was going to be out of the country for the HP release. I cannot go to a midnight release party. How the hell can I do that in Australia? So I went to my meeting groups and basically lost my mind about it. One of the girls from Australia PM'd me, telling me to calm down, that they do, in fact, have bookstores in Australia. (laughs) She looked up the closest borders to the University of New South Wales and gave me a link. It was awesome. That's why I love the Harry Potter community. Awesome. Well, Which didn't quite answer the question, but the answer to her question was... The answer to my original... Getting back to the original question... It will probably take me a little while longer to read Deathly Hallows than I anticipated for. Oh, about three hours before I figured out I'd be in Australia for it. I'll have classes and homework and all that good stuff, but you better believe I'm going to get an Australian midnight release party. Then, of course, I'm coming home July 30th and going to Prophecy August 2nd, and I'm going to have to mortgage my soul to pay for this summer and still be able to pay rent next year, but it'll totally be worth it. Summer of Potter, baby. So how fast is she going to read the book? No, I, I, I think about three hours. You know the the, yeah. the entry was so funny that yeah, that that's great. Okay, um, what's this week's challenge going to be? Hmm. <clears throat> hmm. I don't know. Blog about the what you'll be wearing to the London podcast, <laughs> or a blog about. Well, are, are those you know Joe said that the this discussions will still go on after the book has ended. What thing don't you think she will talk about or finish up, you know? Right. What do you think will be remaining to discuss after if book 7? Punks and Lupin get married. Huh? Right. 
talk about it. Remember to blog that this is the podcast blog challenge or we're not going to find you. Um, also, part of our blog challenge is that if you friend Ooh, us yes. on MySpace, myspace.com slash podcast, let us know that you've done so and you put us in your top whatever. We'll give you a yes, shout out. Cool. So yes. this week, yes. we have yes. one, a great Yay. one. I fancy podcast. Ooh. Very nice. Marisha, Nightwolf, Bot Marley, Serious Forever, Kayla, Mika, Aussie Chick Jade, Ali Baby Sam, Crazy Stuff, Queen Amy, Bethany, Grant, Emily, Hayden, Brienne. Okay, well, Kat Garcia's and the Fire Hazards. Woohoo! They rock. Hey, remember that? Yeah, them. they do. They're cool. Alex, Mr. Too Big, Tony, Blast Ended Mama, Lizzie, Angela, Trey. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, not our Lizzie. But I love this next name. Is that a. What? A blast ended mama. Yeah, blast ended mama. As opposed to the screen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I know. Awesome. Andrew McFancy Pants. That's a hilarious name. I love it. <laughs> Gorgeous Georgie, Fuzzy, and Ari. Comments from Vicky G, Leah, Sonia, Franola, Little Miss Sunshine, which was a great movie. I love that movie. Me too. It was awesome. Rachel, Allie, Murphy, and then John finished this part. Come on, one more time. They're called Fastrals. Gaya Goose, Amber, Potter Planet, Dia de los Muertos, dead. Dream Angel, Spence, Liz, Hollywood, Lupin, 48, uh, Keller, Diane, Sinbad, Marina. Sinead. Sinbad's our evil twin. Sinbad. Marina, Melancholy M, Sigrid, Kelly Dovka. Minerva, Cat, Strawberry, Pop-Tart, Robin, and Rachel. Very nice. Thank you. Yay. Remember, MySpace, MySpace.com slash Pottercast. Lots of fun updates there. Um, we'll be putting up the info about the London podcast there as well. Tell your friends. Is that all we've got to talk about this yeah. week? Just sad. Dreaming about London. Sorry, Sue. We're going to bring you back um, hmm. a lock of Jason Isaac's hair. Oh, don't mention him. I love him. I'll, be, so I'll be arrested for ripping hair out of Jason Isaac's head. Well, just tell him it's but for it me. It'll be worth it. And he'll he'll give it to you. I'm sure he yes. will. Yeah. <laughs> or chewing gum. Yeah. Chewing gum. <laughs> okay, people. Time to go. Time to go. Oh, and about time to. 76. I podcast. can't believe it's the end. Probably the best 76 we've ever done. 76 podcasts we've just done. I was just thinking of that song, Sue. <laughs> Sorry. 76 podcasts. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, somebody do well, a look. 76. Before we go. To 76 trombones. Many of you have been wondering where John's famous impersonations of the week have gone to. Mm-hmm. I have. What, I, what has happened is I have picked far too difficult of an of impersonation to achieve, Madam Maxine. And I have been in close contact with uh, Francis uh-huh. de la Tour about some, some tutelage. And we'll be setting that up for Tuesday. So after then, I'll be ready to give my best Madame Maxine impersonation starting next week. Yay! Great. Wee! Okay. We're going to hold you to it. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. We've missed it. Dobby is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> well, it's about the Grimmauld Place and what's going to happen to it in, in book seven. Lest, lest so, we forget what Harry walked in on when he came into the Grimmauld Place and Order of the Phoenix. 
What? When when Ron and Hermione there were no. were waiting for him slash not waiting for him slash interrupted. Uh, fan fiction time Don't. again. Everybody knows <laughs> that. I the really book. want to read your books. That's right in the book. Nothing's happening. Oh, <laughs> Are you geez. kidding me? Okay, I, we're I leaving. promise something was happening. Okay, well let's let's leave, and we'll talk about this when yeah one of us feels like talking okay. about it, <laughs> which means never. So we'll see you guys at the end. 